G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Why don't we turn our attention to relationships? One we'll talk about today, the thought that we ought not to address issues in our closest relationships when we're in the heat of the moment. And lots of the issues that we have or the ways that we respond to those might actually have their beginnings in the way that we were raised. Well, it's in our closest relationships that we exhibit our best and our worst personalities. So good to get on top of some of these things, turning our attention today through some practical ways to enhance our emotional, our physical and our relational connectedness and how we might deal with those heat-of-the-moment challenges. Peter Sorkir is a former pastor, now a Christian therapeutic life coach who leads Peter Empowering You. Peter, welcome back to 2020. Thank you for having me, Neil. It's a pleasure to be back. Peter, we're all going to find ourselves in the heat of the moment, especially with those who are closest to us. This is something that's not new. We often need to have some good insight here into how we can deal with that. Yes, and it's often with those people that we love dearly and perhaps we take them for granted and, you know, in the heat of the moment we might say all sorts of things that might not help the relationship. But when we look back to our family of origin, we can often find some things that happened in those years that stay with us and we, we tuck them away in our brain and it informs how we deal with the issues at the time but also in our close relationships as we get older, as we become adults. And some of those childhood difficulties or even trauma, um, they might be useful at the time, those strategies we put in place in terms of how we cope with things, um, but they may not be so useful later on in life and in fact become quite significant problems. So the best thing to do if we are in the heat of the moment and things are going AWOL and things are going crazy in our relationships, our close relationships, One of the important things is not to address the issues when we are stressed, when we are anxious, when we are upset. Because what's happening, Neil, is our hormones, the uh, adrenaline and cortisol, they're raging. And so we're ready to fight or fly, you know, and that's not the best time to think coherently or come across in a, a kind, loving Way It's not the way, time to do it because we can't actually think at that time in an informed way. I guess we're talking here most pointedly when we're in those relationships that perhaps matter most to us, a marriage relationship or the relationship we might have with our teenage children. These are the sorts of flashpoints that lots of us come up against in our usual family routine. Absolutely. It's those significant others, as they are known in psychology, those in our lives that we live with, that we care about, that mean so much to us. But they are replicating, if you like, some of those close relationships when we were growing up in our families of origin. So those pressure points might be triggered again as at, when we're adults. 
And those sensitive parts of our heart, our soul, our spirit um, that are impregnated into our brain wiring, they have been triggered because of what happened in the past. And, and very often these are unconscious. We don't even know they're there. They've been put into our, our brain and that's how we react. That's what we do. That's who we are. But, uh, you know, these things can cause us problems with those people that matter and that we love. What you appear to be saying here, Peter, is that there is a retraining of our own brain that needs to happen. And no doubt, given the Christian foundation from which you come from, you're going to connect us to the Word of God, the Bible, and wisdom Mm. from God as to how we might actually get that retraining underway. Where would we start there? Well, the Bible talks about being transformed by the renewing of our mind. And I think that is very biblical, of course, it's from the Bible, but it's also psychologically sound science-wise that we can't change until we do something with our mind, with our brain patterns. And so transformation really is required for us to go forward with those relationships But it really starts with, okay, what are we going to do with our our thinking? How are we going to address these issues? So, yes, we start with the Word of God and uh, we start with prayer and we get help if we need to from Christian counsellors, coaches, whatever, pastors, uh, godly, godly people who can help us. But at the end of the day, we really need to... Um, look at ourselves and see, okay, what is going on in here? Where is the root of this? What is the root issue and what needs to be addressed? What is God saying to me through this pain that I'm going through? Now, I don't want to get too spooky here when we talk about these sorts of things, but I'm sure you'll be very capable of giving some insight here because when we talk about the roots that make us the person that we are, sometimes uh, there's special counselling or oftentimes uh, even a prayer counselling situation where those sorts of things come to light and you can name those before God. Something very significant and powerful can happen to us when we actually do bring those things to the fore, even if it's in confession of sin or acknowledging that there are some weaknesses in our own personality. What are your thoughts around these sorts of things, Peter? Well, staying away from the spookiness, good idea. <laughs> but um, when we talk about roots, we talk about, okay, the root issue. So what is the root to the fruit? What is the basis of what's causing the fruit of these things in our lives? And I was just um, working with a client this morning, actually, and so some of the things that were causing her to have some issues were that as a child, her her parent, her significant other had sort of farmed her out to relatives And although the relatives loved her very much and she was greatly cherished, there was still something going on in her about that abandonment, about that rejection from her mother that had caused her to have some low self-esteem. So what's happening there is the the little child tucked it away, uh, didn't really know what to do with it, couldn't process it, but what it was was it was a judgment. It was some uh, some forgiveness issues to release that parent from the decisions that that parent made. And we often don't understand that. We don't understand that as children, of course. But as we get older and these things become problematic, then we go back and say, okay, the little child couldn't process the fact that um, the parent had just sort of disowned her in a way and so now she's abandoned and now she's made some judgments about that parent and now she's holding some 
Yeah, some issues about forgiveness and all that. So as the adult recognises these sin issues, which they are, um, it's very easy. The, the Lord is such a forgiving and gracious God. We just repent before him and uh, he can cleanse us from all unrighteousness because he is faithful and just, the Bible says. And so he cleanses us, we repent, we tell that unforgiveness to get lost in the name of Jesus, those judgments in the name of Jesus, renounce them. And, you know, we can be really healed as this client was when, as we work through this today. When you go through that repentance, uh, renouncing or getting those things to the fore so that they can be dealt with on a spiritual level, let's go to a practical level here because my assumption is that when those things have come to light, then you need to find yourself a new setting in which relationships can blossom. And I'm wondering mm. whether you've got any thoughts here about the value of your local church when, we, when you've got those sorts of relationships that can blossom between one another. Mm. Well, the church is the body of Christ and that's where we can learn so much and where we uh, can be in, in the right church for the right people. We can, be, we can blossom, as you said, and we can grow. And it takes all the body to come alongside and assist and strengthen and encourage um, and sometimes, you know, there's some things that go on that, that perhaps aren't what we would like. So that might be time to seek God and maybe um, deal with the hard issues, deal with any issues and perhaps move on if that's what God's saying. But yeah, the, the church is Christ's body on on the planet. And uh, in, in a good local church where there's much nurturing and much care and much love, we can process this stuff in a in an environment that is supportive. Now, Peter, in the heat of the moment, uh, I mm. might have an outburst, and that mm. might be revealing, as you're uh, very well articulated in saying there could be something deeper in there that needs to be dealt with before I can really move on. What about when I'm seeing the splinter in my brother's eye and thinking that they're the ones who need help and not me? Any thought here? <laughs> Lots of thoughts there. Neil, um, how easy is it to see the logs in other people's eyes? You know, uh, we we all can. We can look at our spouse. We can look at our kids. We can look at our neighbour. We can look at the people in the church. We can look at the pastor. You know, the, the list is endless, and see what they need to be doing and to do it better. Uh, at the end of the day, we all need to stand before the Lord at the end of our life and before we move to glory with the Lord and answer and be accountable to what words we spoke and, and how we behaved and how we acted and how we loved and all of those things that the Christian life um, would, would have us be and do. Uh, but at the end of the day, what is it in us that God is trying to show us? And he will bring people with issues, their own issues, around us if, as he wants us to change and he wants us to see our logs. So, okay, we might pray about that situation, about that person, and it might be something that we need to go and discuss with them on a one-to-one -one basis. But, okay, do that, but also in the meantime, God, what are you showing me before I go to that person? What is it in me that is exacerbating or triggering the situation? What can I do to improve this situation? What do I need to do to change, to make things better? So as, as we come with that right heart before the Lord and then before the person, that's going to make so much difference in that relationship. 
That right heart sounds like it needs some levels of humility to come forth in me if I'm the one who regularly has those outbursts and realising that I'm in the wrong. Hey, Peter, let me point listeners to how they can connect with you at Peter Empowering You. You have your website, PeterEmpoweringYou.com. There are some blogs there that listeners can access. You've written some books, one called Unfrazzle and Redazzle, Finding Real Peace, God's Peace, Freedom and Beauty. And you've got Inquisitive, a reflective journal, Finding Meaning in the Middle of Your Mess. Now, you also run some online courses, Unstuck and Empowered, and some online group coaching that listeners can participate in. How's the easiest way for a listener to connect with you to be a part of your De-Stress God's Way online coaching program? Okay, well, just subscribe on my website and you'll get information to your inbox. And if you want to find out about how to de-stress in your relationship God's Way, then go to the Events tab and you'll find Godly De-Stress and click on that and you'll connect with me and I'll connect very quickly with you and explain how it all runs. So it's ongoing, people can pop in any time and it's much cheaper than one-to-one coaching. So it's group coaching and um, you know I really want to help as many people as I can in this area of stress, particularly in relationships. Peter Sorkia is a former pastor, now a Christian therapeutic life coach who leads Peter Empowering You, the website Peter, P-E-T-A, empoweringyou.com. Peter, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.